KWZD listeners, welcome to another installment of The Midnight Run. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Alvin Farkle is in studio today, the good doctor, uh, talking about something that might absolutely revolutionize your sleep, probably the hottest thing to come since the sleeping pit hit the market. We've got Taffy Sandals tonight making his debut on The Midnight Run. Uh, the briefcase may have caught his show over on KWZZ. We managed to pick him up and bring him on board. That's very exciting. So the briefcase, uh, looking at the mystery of the toe tickler today. And then Sebastian Bohr in-house, the genius genius, talking about everyone's favorite vampire is uh, bats. Wait, it's not vampires. Okay, it's not about vampires, but bats. Just purely about bats. So fantastic show for us tonight. We're going to learn a lot. Uh, I'm very excited, so stay tuned. Keep in mind that KWZD is member-supported content, so become a member today and receive a free bat-shaped tote when you call during the Genius Genius Hours. A very exclusive tote, so if you're calling while you were hearing Sebastian Boer speaking and, and, and recording, then uh, you will get a bat-shaped tote. Very limited, there's only four available right now, so be sure to call in during a Genius Genius, but up next we've got Medical Mysteries with Dr. Alvin Fargo. Welcome back listeners, uh, I'm Dr. Alvin Farkle. And these are your medical mysteries. Today we will be talking about a subject much close to many people's hearts. Sleep. It's something everyone spends roughly a third of their life doing. And there are developments that may help you sleep healthier and really get the best you can out of your sleep. Of course, we're talking of microhibernation, the trend where practitioners of the practice eat very fat-loaded meals and then retreat into a deep slumber lasting from anywhere between three to five days. Of course, as always, we have guests here to talk about this very subject. So let us introduce them. First up, we have a very exciting guest, Howard Pierce, a representative of the South Leeds Educational Error Protection Foundation. Uh, I, I do believe that spells sleep. Is that correct, uh, Mr. Pierce? That is correct. Is uh, no accident. Just so happens that we established our main campus in South Leeds, and we thought is a Great! Make our acronym sleep. And then alongside him we have the esteemed Zachary Carlson, who um, very temporarily held a leadership position at the Sleep Foundation in America. It is a separate foundation of the South Leeds Educational Error Protection We're Foundation. We're in a pretty heated legal battle, but that, that's okay. There's no bad blood between the science community. Thank you for uh, having me. As I can uh, say, we, we could uh, leave the legal discussion for later. I, I appreciate you setting aside your differences. 
Now, the, the micro-hibernation, it's uh, a burgeoning trend, and a lot of the early adopters are just now waking up from their hibernation. That's, that's true, very true. I myself just uh, finished, as I'm on day three since waking from my hibernation, feeling very rested still, feeling fantastic, I haven't slept for the last 43 hours. Uh, things seem to be going well. And that is uh, one of the benefits of microhibernations is you do not require sleep for a long duration post-hibernation. That's exactly it. Because we, we saw what was happening in trends like uh, dieting. At one point, it was seen that you should have several small meals through a day to sustain yourself. And they kind of flow against that ebb was, in fact, intermittent fasting, where you should be actually eating in a very small amount of time, very large meals. And so we thought, why not apply that to sleep? And instead of taking several days and nights of sleep, instead, if you just compacted it into one master hibernation time and with perhaps a few sustaining naps in between hibernations. All of our answers are in nature, so we just studied uh, bears. We studied bears for several years to see how it worked for them, as we saw that a huge caloric intake was really the big limiter, as you really want to take in about probably more on the end of a 6,500, is you want just a massive amount of calories in order to sustain that sleep, otherwise your body will become hungry. You also want to limit liquids, because that will... Uh, wake you up from the sleep, so we recommend no liquids for a full uh, 14 hours beforehand. Simply eat your water. Eat your water. And I believe that the Sleep Foundation has uh, come about the, the micro-hibernation trend through a slightly different angle. Yes, uh, thank you. Is you see, not to uh, undermine my dear uh, Howard, is a uh, I actually woke up from my hibernation just to attend this, uh, this, this, this meeting. Now, you like to talk about, oh, I've, I'm so lucid after days of no sleep. You really don't, uh, he doesn't really underline the, how awake and how rested you feel after just coming out of your Normally, hibernation. Normally, with a sleep, you would, you would be, be groggy, groggy. you would be, be slow to lackluster, start. Lackluster, maybe a little lethargic. No, it's after... After a good, mine was, uh, is, it is recommended of the, the sleep foundation is they recommend a, a 3.6 to a 5.02893, I believe was the number that we settled on is, it's a little bit, a little bit more precise, a little bit more, uh, not, you, you really want to hone in on that extra 35 minutes of sleep past that fifth day. It's, it, it could, uh, it could make or break your hibernation and uh it not to again to, to nitpick a little bit but bears is it's it's a little too um bear anatomy and human anatomy all are very different is we're very two different creatures you can't really compare yourself to the bear and how they hibernate I, we think it was it was it was all wrong is we chose to go a different way it, not a lot of people know but bats actually they hibernate and we've uh, we turned to the bat to uh, to see is they eat a lot of berries and a lot of uh, nuts, a lot of you know healthy fats, a lot of, of uh, very um, nutritious uh, so, meals. According to the Sleep Foundation, opposed to sleep, you are to eat less of the meats 
and more of the natural fats. Well, you, you do need a little bit of uh, a little bit of meat here and there. Is but mainly is you need to eat your water. Is a lot of the the berries and the and the like. Uh, but you need the, the natural fats. You need uh, the, the nice avocado, a, a good almond. Is is these are all very important to uh, to keeping that body healthy during your hibernation. You can't do that on just a meat diet. And so this is where I believe we we differ and uh, butt heads a little. But I believe our studies show you're healthier. You are more cognizant after your. After your uh, hibernation, it's all it leads to a much better experience, much better a sleeping experience. Ah, well, not to invite you on just to butt heads, but let us see about uh, common ground. There are many detractors to this trend, such as uh, the owners and proprietors of the NapNet and uh, coffee shop owners saying that. The, this trend very directly inhibits their businesses. Do you have anything to say on the naysayers who, who say that you, you cannot micro-hibernate on NapNet and, and the, the awareness and awakeness that you get post-hibernation really will impact the coffee market that no one will be drinking coffee anymore? Do you have anything to say? I disagree 100%. Is they are an integral part of the microhibernation cycle. Is when you come out of hibernation, you must then sustain yourself with several caffeinated drinks, small naps in between. As keep in mind, you are you will be awake and functional for anywhere from 2 to 38 days following a micro-hibernation. Now, those numbers are very... It depends. They waffle back and forth between people. But the NapNet and the coffee shop are very important in making that sustainable model. So Sleep's uh, position on the naysayers is that they are incorrect, that the micro-hibernations will, in fact, thrive the markets. Very much so. You have people sleeping less and needing these services even more. Um, what about the Sleep Foundation's view on these things? What you see is, we actually have an agreement with uh, with a, a, a Wawa. I don't know if you're familiar with is uh, is an is a East Coast brand of gas station of uh, you get uh, coffee and the such. We actually solidified recently a partnership. Is they're going to they're sponsoring our hibernation, uh, our statistics on hibernation. We are actually going to bring out a special brand, a line of coffee that promotes hibernation. Huh? So you heard it here, listeners. A special brand of coffee that is pro-hibernation. Well, I thank my guests for being on here and discussing not only their views, but the foundations they represent. And to you listeners, I urge you, try a micro-hibernation. May it be through gorging upon meat or nuts and berries. Always remember to eat your water and wake up fresh. I am Dr. Alvin Farkle. You have been listening to Medical Mysteries. And keep listening to KWZD.
KWZD is pleased to announce the second annual KWZD Blood Drive Drive. KWZD is hosting a blood drive, but we understand that many people just don't have the time in their busy schedules to give blood. So, we've set up a drive that will travel with you while you drive. Our first, second ever blood drive drive will sponsor a nurse to go where you are already going and take what we need while you roam the streets. That is the KWZD Blood Drive Drive. Also related on the same day is the KWZD Blood Drive Drive Drive, which is a separate drive getting people to drive others to our blood drive. We strive for your drive here at KWZD. Thank you, KWZD listeners, for tuning in for yet another briefcase. I'm your host, Taffy Sandals. Tonight, I'd like to bring you on a rather strange and unusual journey. A journey through a little bit of humor and a little bit of tragedy. Tonight, we are going to look into the devious mind of the tickler. Lonnie, Little Pig Jr., grew up like most children in the Midwest. He loved to roam the streets looking for a little fun, but that fun took him to a very dark place. As we see now from a glimpse from his past. Lonnie was a weird kid. He he, he didn't like doing sports or playing the video games or, or doing any of the normal kid things. All he wanted to do was stay in the house and play tickle tag. He would, he would try to run up on me, tickle me, say you're it, and then run to his room to be tickled himself. He would tickle his toys. He would tickle anything that came by him. And I thought, this is a normal child. And tickling is something that they do clearly from from the ages of birth to, I don't know, like seven years old. But he turned eight, kept tickling. Turned nine, kept tickling. And I'd always thought that odd, but I had never thought he would go this far. Even from a young age... Young Lonnie knew no boundary, knew no end to the depravity of his actions. He quickly grew more bold and more hungry for the tickling. His tickles touched many lives, but after he left, there was no laughing. When Lonnie turned 13, he was arrested for breaking and entering. He was not able to get to his tickling. He was putting his toe in the water, if you say. It wasn't until several years later, at the age of 16, that he got his first victim. I was sleeping one night. Everything was normal. But then I woke up. I I thought something was on my foot. I, I just expected like a bug, maybe a spider 
roach or something, but when I when I pulled my foot away and then the tickling on my foot continued, and I, I got up and I searched the bed and it was at the foot of my bed that I saw this young man just standing there. And as soon as I turned on the light, he screamed and he, he ran. And then he tried to visit me the next night and the night after. Young Lonnie got a taste for the tickling. Over the next several days, he obsessed, he lamented how he couldn't always tickle. Several years go by with not a single instance. I believe that at the age of 20, the urge took over. He went on a mass tickling spree, affecting many lives, destroying most. Now, Lonnie was caught and put to prison for his crimes, where he seems almost no remorse for his actions. I still don't see the problem, is I loved being tickled as a kid. Everybody likes it. Just think of it. When I touch you in special places, you can't help but laugh. A huge smile comes across your face. How is it strange that I, I didn't like playing basketball, Dad. I'm sorry. I didn't like the Pac-Mans, the Ataris, the Monopolies, the fun games. I, I just, being tickled was great. I didn't need, I'm a simple man. I didn't need anything else. And I just wanted to share that with the world and just play some tickle. And, and okay, yeah, I, I maybe shouldn't have went to people's houses at night, but they seemed to enjoy it most when they were sleeping. You just see this, there's nothing quite like tickling somebody and seeing this smile come across their face while they're snoring and they just start laughing and giggling and I'm sitting there laughing and giggling and it seems like everybody's having fun. I still don't see the victim in this crime. Lonnie is sentenced to 23 years of hard time. But his victims find little solace, still waking up in the middle of the night, feeling that tickle on their toes. Thank you, KWZ listeners. This has been The Briefcase with Taffy Sandals. Tune in next time for another look in the depraved minds in the world. Sponsored by members like you, but also sponsors like this one. Hello, listeners. I'm Pablo Bacon, your Cyrilator. We have a few great listings, so gather yourselves around a dim light and listen in. Our first listing is a house inhabited by a haunted cookie jar. This jar is an AK-47 wielded leprechaun who has been said to claim over a dozen lives and at least a full foot. If you rent or buy this location, be sure to avoid the jar and hold your cookies elsewhere. Our second 
listing is a rental of an exact copy of your current resident. Who doesn't want to live in a second place of your own? Just like your first. This lovely location is enchanted to perfectly replicate any living situation that you already own. Just don't open that one door you've never seen before. Move in ready whenever you're moved in elsewhere. Our third listing is this lovely cottage with an infinite chest. If you're out of storage space, you could slip into a slip space. Nesting chests in alternate slip space dimensions make for an exciting new storage. Our final listing is the one I am the most excited. It is a haunting lodge, a perfect location for fresh ghosts or those who wish to become ghosts to haunt from. It says here that there is a beautiful gun closet for all of your hunting needs and a trophy room for everything you capture and or kill. And this location is right in the middle of a very populated forest full of animals for you to hunt and or kill or ha haunt and or kill. Um, it's a lovely location and uh, you may want to get on that fast because this haunting lodge will sell fast. I'm Pablo Bacon, your Surrealtor, and you're listening to KWZD. Good evening, listeners. I'm Sebastian Moore. And you're listening to the Genius Genius. Today we're talking about the Chiroptera, also known as bats. Bats have wonderful abilities that we would like to use in our own technologies. Uh, so we study them very closely. And in order to fly you through these wonderful facts of the bats, we have two wonderful guests. Uh, the first guest I'd like to bring out is Glenn Dautry. He's a cave explorer with a good know-how on the bat. Uh, Glenn, what is your favorite part of the bat? Oh, just just every every part of the bat, really. I mean, they've they've got a very a very soft and warming fur on their their bellies and heads their their wings stretch and and flow but the thing the true thing about bats that i find fascinating is is, is their waist their 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 guano uh, oh okay yeah uh, I, i've heard some people do consume the guano oh, oh you, can do, you can do anything with with bat guano i mean you, you you could you could take it, add add some uh, aloe and and other plant derivatives to it, and you you've got just the most moisturizing lotion. You you mix it in with with some minerals like talc and fluoride, and you you've got a very clean and natural toothpaste. 
Uh, yeah, you, you could you even uh, mix it in with bee wax, and, and it makes for a fantastic and, and lovely scented hair gel. So, uh, my other guest, uh, Daniel Schuller. Uh, so, you're an expert in bats on the sonar and the way that they, they fly around. Let's talk about these flying mammals. Thank you, Ron. It's very excited to be here. Uh, is I've been fascinated with bats ever since I was a kid. You know, a little bit of, a little bit of screeching, a little bit of flying in the night. It's all very exciting. So, like you said, they do use uh, sonar. They uh, they fly mostly at night when insects are out. And uh, what's very interesting about uh, some, uh, you see, there are there are hundreds of uh, kinds of bats. Some eat insects. Some only eat. Uh, fruits and you know little uh, fruits of the kind. It's a, they're called uh, fergivores, is what they are. Now, the thing I find most fascinating about the fergivore uh, uh, type of bat is their their excrement is very very tangy. is uh, It's incredibly it's a, it's a, it makes a phenomenal spread for a good sourdough. Good, uh, a good morning pick-me-up is is something that really to, to to carry on what you're saying. Like, you could actually taste the fruits that the the bats ate. It it it's phenomenal. It's each region of the world has their own fergivores. It's true. And it's true. and the tropical fergivores have a very very tart guano that that makes for a perfect spread on on something. A little denser than a sourdough, like a, a brioche. It it really is different than than your your northern Atlantic uh, uh, fergivores, who who persist primarily on citrus fruits, and and these citrus fruits have a more acidic nature. I think I'm gonna cut in there. Is we've been talking a lot of the the dietary needs of these uh, lovely creatures, but yeah. I. I I would really like to interject is they have a lot of a lot of negative press around them. There's a lot of think that they're rabies or disease carrying creatures. And I think that's just you have it all wrong. They're very sweet, loving creatures. I actually myself own four bats. They're very, very cuddly, very sweet. And but that's this is how I get my own fresh supply of guano. Is it's just it's very easy to have these as pets. Is you just get, feed them whichever uh, whichever thing, you know favorite food they have. And that's uh, something that's the cutest is figuring out which seed, which fruit is their favorite. You can see them; they're little. Oh, they make little squeaking noises when they eat it. Oh, it's it's the cutest thing in the world, and it produces the best tasting guano. Oh, um, oh I... I I I'd like to interject a little bit. I change the subject a little bit. Yeah, More on uh, the exercise. Uh, regiment of these these wonderful avian mammals you see um there, there are some species that are very labored flyers they they flap much more regularly than the others that tend to to glide through the air and these these very um aerobic exercises that this separate species of bat goes through produces a much thinner guano that is is it, it's essential 
to a body wash. That's all the time wash. that we have today. Uh, uh, just, uh, I want to thank my guests for being here. Uh, I, I'm Sebastian Bohr, and you've been listening to the Genius Genius. Uh, tune in next time when we talk about camels. Uh, you're listening to KWZD. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for joining us today, listeners, on today's installment of The Midnight Run, brought to you by KWVD. I would like to thank all of our guests, all of our hosts, and most importantly, all of you, the listeners who keep us in business here. We do this all for our listeners and for you. Remember to become a member today. Keep supporting everybody here at KWZD. I'm Matt Ramirez, and this has been KWZD. Store in a bathtub. I really want to. Can they hold water? Oh, the 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 aerobic baths, guanos. I really like it. You know, you you could probably use a thick piece of guano and jam up all the holes, and then use the thin guano inside. So many uses. So many uses. I mean, you could even dry out the guano and 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 then weave that into a tote. Those are cool. Well said. You guys and young intern, I wanna let me just oh, I guess I can use my one cup for the week. No, I just is you can really just squirt this right into your mouth.